Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and I'm here with Jennifer Matthews, the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Good morning, Jim. The BBB mission is to foster trust in the marketplace, and in today's world, that means making everyone aware of potential scams that victimize people of all ages. Recently, I had a friend who was targeted by a phishing scam that started with an email that looked like it was from his internet service provider. And later this morning, we're going to talk about how that turned out and the things we should watch for to avoid being scammed. What does it take to become a cabinet maker, an HVAC technician, a home inspector, or a welder? We'll learn about that when we talk with James King, the VP of Admissions and Marketing for North American Trade Schools. And one of those trades you might need to call is a plumber. And this morning, we welcome the owner of You Need a Plumber, John Isbister. Thank you for joining us, John. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us what are some of the common plumbing problems that people might encounter? Uh, There's a variety of those. It's plug toilets and plug sinks and drains and that stuff. And then there's also leaks and floods and backups. And there's quite a bit of plumbing with the household. So... And so what might be involved in uh, a plumbing diagnosis and inspection? I'm just coming out and doing an inspection of the house, checking over the plumbing and seeing if it's old plumbing or new plumbing and uh, checking out all the the leaks and any problems that could be happening. Talk a little bit about old plumbing and uh, what's involved there and, and in doing retrofits, John. Well, some of the older houses still have galvanized water lines, and then they still have cast iron stacks and galvanized drains and stuff. So um, a lot of people are renovating now, so it's when they're renovating, it's time to change the plumbing and put in new plastic water lines and new ABS piping and changing the old stacks that are pretty old and just basically updating all the plumbing throughout the house. Can you talk a little bit about uh, some of those updates and and, uh, new improvements in efficiency and and functioning of, of plumbing appliances? Yeah, like just the water lines alone, galvanized, uh, even copper sometimes, putting in new plastic water lines can make the flow better and better pressure feeding second floors or two stories and all that stuff. So it's it can upgrade, especially the old drains that are galvanized and are plugged and not draining so good. You can upgrade by putting better piping in and bigger sizes too and making the flow better and making it all system work better. So, John, many of us have heard horror stories about sewer backups. What causes these sewer backups and what can we do to prevent it from happening? Well, the sewer backups are the older neighborhood. It's the old sewers that have clay sewers and it could be roots getting in the drains and it could be just selling of the pipes and stuff like that. So it, uh, a lot of times we can camera the sewers and video and see what shape they're in and condition and uh, give upgrades if they need to be replaced or flushed or snaked or stuff like that. And then nowadays people are flushing different stuff down the drains. There's all kinds of wet naps and baby wipes and stuff that say flushable and people are flushing those down. So even those are plugging up some of the new ABS drains and stuff. So there's still new housing are still having backup as well as the older homes that have older pipes. John, recently we had uh, an unprecedented amount of uh, rain and that caused uh, basement flooding. Is there anything that can be done to prevent that kind of uh, uh, sewer backup and, and flooding? back water valves in for the uh, main sewer line to help prevent it from especially when the heavy rain like that the city sewers overload and they back up into people's homes so the the back water valve can help it doesn't always fix it 100 percent, but it is the best thing you can probably do to prevent it and help avoid that kind of damage and floods and the mess that it can cause 
what's involved in in uh, installing that valve, and uh, what what would the cost be? The backwater valve is basically the sewer comes into your house, so you got to break up the floor and replace a section of pipe and install the backwater valve and then an access cover for it. Journey ranges are up around 1500 to 2000 and, and with the city now, there's subsidies for that too. So there's there's uh, could be pretty inexpensive if you get the subsidy and that stuff uh, part of it. And John, further to uh, the, the cost of those services, is there a standard fee for a service call? And what should we expect to pay for uh, plumbing services? Uh, you think a wide range, but generally a service call, it's $100 probably to come out for most companies, I would think. It could be a little bit higher, but uh, I mean, if you come out and give an estimate, we get free estimates. But I mean, if you come out and diagnose the problem, then give the price on what the repair would be. So the, the service call would be waived type of thing if it's a, a job that goes ahead with it. John, we we have other services where people uh, come on a regular basis just to make th- sure things are working properly. I'm thinking of HVAC and that sort of thing. Would that sort of uh, call be something to consider for our plumbing system? It can be if you have an older house. Because I mean, we come out and do a, a diagnosis and do like a, a house plumbing check, so we can do a walk through the house and check everything over. And a lot of times, if you could foresee any problem or something you catch before, it can be a bigger problem, cause more headaches for you. So it, it sometimes it is worth to get a house inspection done and uh, catch the problem before it gets worse. John, what would you say to young people who might be considering plumbing for a career? Uh, it's a good career if, you, if you're into it. I mean, it's, uh, you can take it in school and try the experience. Like, I mean, it's it's not for everybody, but I mean, if you're interested in it, you could try it out and work with somebody and even get a couple months experience and then see if it's if it's a fit for you and for the company. Um, we've gone through a few guys and they start and they end up quitting the first day or a week later, but I mean, you can try it out and see if you like it. And I mean, if not, you can move on to something else, but you got to really look into it and find out because there is good days and bad days with plumbing. It could be a dirty job and it could be a clean job, but it's, it's everything in between. What are some of the biggest challenges for young people who are coming in? Is it physical or is it gaining the knowledge that you need to be able to do the things like diagnosis and, and so on? Well, it can be physical. It's a lot of hard work in plumbing. Like, I mean, when the apprentice starting out, he's going to get all the the labor work and stuff. So he's going to have to work hard and do the dirty jobs and stuff. So some guys don't like to get into all that work. They want to make big dollars right away where you need to put a couple of years in to get some experience before you start making decent money. So it's it's tough for starting out, you know, getting top wages because everybody else can be making more money than you at the start and doing other jobs. But it's eventually in time in two three years your wages will catch up and then you'll be you'll be set for life once you got your license you like i said you'll probably never be out of work you'll be busy is that what you're saying oh yeah i've been doing plumbing quite a while and i've never been laid off I've, i mean if you're willing to work there's there's work every day to go out and do so, i mean it's only time i collect unemployment is when i went to trade school so <laughs> i mean i work plenty of hours so there's lots of work for for plumbers and it's pretty busy out there still so Well, we want to thank you very much for taking time from your busy schedule to join us here on Ask BBB this morning. Thanks, John. Oh, you're very welcome. We've been talking with John Isbester, the owner of You Need a Plumber, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory under plumbing or sewer cleaning. In a moment, we'll learn about training for the trades. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Jennifer is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. 
Skilled tradespersons are in demand in Ontario to keep pace of the needs of the construction industry. And we are joined now by James King, Vice President of Admissions and Marketing for North American Trade Schools. Glad you can join us, James. Good morning, Jennifer and Jim, and thanks for having me. So what are the courses offered at the campuses of North American Trade School? Well, Jennifer, we actually have six primary programs that we offer at North American Trade Schools. Uh, We have a cabinet making program, construction, maintenance, electrician, pre-apprentice program, home inspection, uh, as well as home renovation technician, HVAC technician, and a structural and pressure vessel welding program. And right now, what would the most popular of those courses be? It's a great question. Actually, there's uh, every program has been extremely strong over the past three to four years. But if we're looking at volume of students, number of people coming in, I'd say our top three would be uh, HVAC for sure, very popular out there. Home renovation uh, technician, another one that's extremely popular. And our our welding program, the Structural Pressure Vessel Welder uh, Program. Those three tend to have the highest number of enrollments. So for students coming in, what prerequisites might they need? Well, a lot of our students are career changers. They may have been working out in the field or uh, decided they wanted to move into something new. So our prereqs to coming in would be either a grade 12 OSSD or mature student status. We also uh, would ask them to go through an entrance eval and then finally an interview with one of our admission reps. And the interview process is designed to really ensure that they are ready at that moment to start a program like this. It's a big investment, time and money, and we want to ensure that there aren't any barriers that could slow them down, stop them, or create an issue. And so we want to ensure they're ready to go at that point as well. So they complete those those uh, that process and they're ready to move into one of our programs. So let's just talk a little bit about those investments. Uh, what is the time investment for first? And then what, what is the monetary investment? Our programs range in length. So our shortest program is 26 weeks, which is a little over six months, uh, right up to uh, 55 weeks, which is around 13 months. Um, On average, a student would be expected to attend um, five hours a day for four days a week, Monday through Thursday. They would have additional work after that, uh, homework or reading theory study that they would also need to complete. So there is a time, you know, substantial time commitment to this as well. Um, In terms of the tuition, uh, it ranges again, depending on on uh, the length of the program and and cost of delivery. But it starts out at around uh, ten thousand dollars and goes uh, up to eighteen uh, about eighteen seven fifty total. The tuition costs include all of their tools, the equipment, everything they would need, uh, including the exams um, for the programs throughout that. So they're they're not expected to add on anything additional to that other than their personal living expenses, which would be normal. Are there grants or bursaries uh, or loans available to to help uh, prospective students? Yeah, it's a great question, Jim. And we we get that a lot. I mean, these are not uh, small investments in your future, of course. Um, We are um, accredited under the MTCU and have OSAP funding. So a lot of our students will look at uh, OSAP as an option. Of course, that's an individual basis. 
Um, they can also go through second careers. Uh, they can have a student line of credit. They can use uh, their lifelong learning if they have any uh, RSPs that they've saved up. Um, there's many options, including monthly payment plans. Um, I would say, though, by and far, our students would look at one of the funding options, um, like OSAP, for example. And we have a team in-house, um, our business affairs team, that would sit down with them individually and help the, each student determine what really makes sense for them at that point. So, James, if a student is considering enrolling, when does that enrollment period open? That's another great question and, and uh, something that makes our school very unique from some of the others, certainly the public colleges that are out there. Um, we don't follow a traditional September and January start. We would typically have starts about every couple of months which means that we have classes starting every single month for us. And that is very convenient, especially for the uh, type of student that we cater to, someone who might be changing their career, and they decide to do this, for example, in October or November uh, or February or March or something like that. Because of that, we've created sort of this open enrollment on a monthly basis that makes it very convenient for uh, somebody that wants to start immediately. And in fact, all of the programs I mentioned today are going to be starting uh, in October or November uh, of this year. That's great. So what would the student's first step be in order to enter that enrollment process? So we would set up, as I mentioned earlier, that meeting with one of our admission reps. Um, these days, we've been doing that either via Zoom or over the phone, of course, because of the pandemic. Um, and we'd walk through the process of you know, what the program, specific program they're interested in, what it's all about, what kind of time commitment that would look like. Um, does that fit into their personal life? Then if they are uh, still actively interested, then we would move them to our finance team to sit down uh, with one of our team members to talk about how uh, this would work into their financial side of things. Um, and walk through the process of, of admitting into our one of our programs. Yeah. Do you have any sort of process if somebody's thinking about changing careers that, that would help them uh, with an aptitude sort of test to figure out which one is, is going to be best suited for them? Yeah, that, that's a tough question because, you know, as we all know, you can't simply write a test and say you're perfect at this or that. A lot of it comes down to sitting in front of the person and, and asking them questions. What do you enjoy doing? Why do you want to get into, you know, cabinet making? What is it about this program and welding that really draws you in? And, and that helps us considerably. Now, if someone is really on the fence we would extend a personal meeting with one of our faculty members or multiple faculty members so they could learn more about the program. We might um, connect them up with existing students in the program. We also have students that will audit a program. If we go through all of this and they're still having challenges, then I think it's, it's time for them to step back and really think on what it is that they want to do. One last question, James. What's the record of placement for students from North American trade schools? We have a very uh, excellent record of employment with over 92% of our graduates employed. And what's exciting about that is uh, when the MTCU does these reports, they also um, talk to employers to understand what their satisfaction level is. And we have a 100% 
employer satisfaction rate through the MTCU um, surveys that they do, which is quite exciting. That means that the employers are exceptionally happy with the level of knowledge that the students they're hiring, the graduates they're hiring into their companies. And of course, that is really all why we do this, right? To get them into that into that uh, career of choice. It's pretty exciting. James, we want to thank you very much for your time here this morning on Ask BBB. It's my pleasure. And, and thank you, Jim and Jennifer. It was, it was great being um, on your show today. Our guest, James King, is the Vice President of Admissions and Marketing for North American Trade Schools. To learn more about North American Trade Schools, an accredited business with an A-plus rating, uh, look them up in the BBB directory. That email you got asking for information about your internet provider account might be a scam. We'll talk about that when we return. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and I'm here with co-host Jennifer Matthews, the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Jennifer, when we opened the program this morning, you mentioned that a friend had been targeted by scammers pretending to be their internet provider. That's right. So recently I was speaking with a friend and he mentioned that his uh, father had received an email that looked like it was from his internet service provider and was requesting a change of password. But upon looking into the actual address the email was sent from, it was not in fact that service provider, more likely someone phishing for passwords, security information, or even attempting to download malware. Kind of a good thing that they spotted that fact that it that it wasn't the the real uh, provider. So so what's the red flag? The red flag would be to always double check if something seems a little bit off or perhaps uh, raises your senses. Make sure that the sender is a valid email address. Perhaps not something with all the numbers in the email address that you often see from those scammers. We talk a lot all the time about internet safety for kids, but these scams often target seniors. And we always can use a reminder about internet safety for seniors who are perhaps a little less comfortable with technology. And scammers know this, and it makes them, these seniors, more vulnerable to scams. So are there specific things that that we should look for in that URL uh, that would give us a clue? You want to make sure it's actually from a valid email address. You can also call your service provider to double check if you have any doubts. Generally, they're not asking you for changes in password or fill in your account information here. If they're asking for items that the service provider should already have, that's probably a red flag. So so I guess, Jennifer, we could probably uh, uh, go on and look at the scam tracker to see if uh, any of these scams are current in our area. That's right, Jim. So BBB offers a service called Scam Tracker. And if you go to our website, bbb.org, and look for the Scam Tracker, you can do one of two things. You can search and see what scams are recent and active in your area, but you can also do a report a scam and help share that information with others and maybe prevent them from becoming victims of a scam. Well, as always, Jennifer, BBB helps you be aware. And Jennifer, a sure sign that fall has arrived and winter is around the corner is that the Coach for Kids campaign is underway. And BBB is going to be involved this year. 
We are. It's always an honor to help out local organizations, and we are going to be a drop zone for the Coats for Kids project through the Boys and Girls Club of London. So we are collecting donations of new or gently used winter coats, boots, snow pants, uh, store-bought hats, gloves, and scarves. And you can drop them off at our office here between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. until October 21st. Where is the office, uh, Jennifer? So the office is located at 190 Wortley Road, Suite 206, so right in the heart of Wortley Village. And that's our time for Ask BBB this week, Jennifer. A reminder that you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And if you have a comment or a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. We are always glad to hear from you. And we want to thank you for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Jennifer Matthews. Remember to Ask BBB. And start with trust.